When you are in the middle of a story, it isn't a story at all, but only a confusion, a dark roaring, a blindness, a wreckage of shattered glass and splintered wood, like a house in a whirlwind, or else a boat crushed by the icebergs or swept over the rapids, and all aboard, powerless to stop it. It's only afterwards that it becomes anything like a story at all, when you are telling it to yourself or to someone else. Margaret Atwood. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Esses. Today's episode, instead of moving on to the interior, we wanted to pause and take a look at a key moment during Act 2. And that is the midpoint, halfway through your story. We are releasing this episode on June 15th, which means we are exactly halfway through the month. We wanted to take a look at this midpoint, which shows up in basically every structure, not just the three-act structure. This is a key moment that a lot of authors overlook. This midpoint is a reversal for a lot of things that are happening in your story. I think the most known one is that it is the shift from stuff happens to the character to... Characters happen to the stuff. It is that opportunity for your character to finally take the story into their own hands, to start making active decisions instead of being swept along with the story. This is also called the character reacts, becoming the character taking action. You'll see it phrased a couple different ways in a couple different places. But this shift for your hero is key in helping them look like they're one worthy of being the hero because they didn't ask for it. That's a lot of what the first half of your story is about is stuff is happening to them and they don't want that to happen. But they are still worthy of being the hero in act two because they're able to make the decisions that nobody else wants to make and do the things nobody else can do. This is such an essential part of the story because this is when your characters finally get the agency in how the plot turns out. I like calling it the character reacts versus the character takes action because this is finally when they stop reacting to everything happening around them and start being proactive about taking on the villain, about solving problems, about dealing with real consequences of the story. If that happens too early, we don't see the character development that really needs to happen before they actually take action. And it doesn't feel like the difficulty that it should for a hero. And if it happens too late, then most of the time your readers are going to get annoyed by your character because they're not actually doing anything of their own choice. They're just being swept along and a victim of the story instead of the actor in the story. This halfway point is also pretty common for a plot twist. It's easy to think that your huge reveal plot twist should happen at the end and close to the climax, but if you do it too far along, then you don't get to explore it. You don't get to experience it because there's all this stuff happening with the villain instead of these other plot twists. Your secret ingredient reveal can happen later on, but the plot twist, especially if it's making things go from bad to worse, 
happening halfway through gives you a good opportunity for that mind shift in your hero and for exploring the plot twist and what it meant for the first half of your story. When we say plot twist, we mean something that happens that changes everything, whether that is a reveal of information While everything is the same as it was before, suddenly the outlook is different because the character is seeing this whole new viewpoint of the world. It could be something like revealing that there is a secret ingredient. Maybe not who it is or how it's going to factor into it, but there needs to be some sort of statement that the hero cannot do this alone. Something needs to change within the society or whatever in order for them to defeat the villain. There's also this midpoint reversal that changes how we view the solution to the problem that is the plot. For a very simple example, you can look at a story like Cinderella. At the beginning of the story, she is just seeing the view of wanting to get out of this terrible situation with her stepmother and stepsisters, and she looks at the ball as an opportunity to escape even if it's just for a night. She wants to go just so she can have a night at the ball away from her family. But then when she gets there, she meets the prince. Suddenly there's that midway shift of her happily ever after is not the ball. It is, in fact, the prince. That's a very simple way to show this midpoint reversal. There's often a major defeat that comes with this midpoint reversal that forces your hero to make a choice to decide if they actually want to be the hero or not. This midpoint reversal is one of those moments where your hero really considers turning back and letting someone else handle this. It is the opportunity for them to escape whatever fate they think that they're facing, whatever trials and difficulties that they're going to face with the villain. They get to this point and it almost feels like a breaking point where they can say, it is now or never. I can turn back now and not have to deal with this. Someone else can step up. Someone else can do this. And I have my chance to get away. As you are looking at your story and you are approaching this halfway through point, find the simplest aspect of your story and then complicate it. This is your chance to dive deeper in the world building and make trouble for your character. At this point, your readers really understand how the world works. Fingers crossed, they understood how the world works in broad terms by the end of Act 1. The midpoint reversal is when you start to challenge the things that you've established in Act 1. Another thing that happens around the halfway point is that we get to this point of no return. The hero has started to change and they cannot go back to how things were. Especially in the hero's journey where there is a physical relocation happening to your characters, there is this loss of safety net and they can't retreat. They can't go back home. This is especially useful if they physically can't go home. Frodo physically can't turn around and go like, I'd rather be at the Shire. He can say I'd rather be at the Shire, but he's pot committed at this point. There is a point of no return when he's like, all right, we're doing this. I intend to leave humanity and society behind so that I can accomplish my goals. If you want a little bit of practice, 
this halfway point is a very good plot device for writing a short story because it is a shift in a character's perspective. So I recently wrote a short story for an anthology where her whole goal is to learn this particular type of musical magic so that she can go to this academy and eventually become a protector of royalty and be one of their guards. And this plot for this short story was this halfway point of her realizing, wait, I am meant for the shadows. I am meant for assassin work. And that's when she finally unlocks the key to her abilities. This is also a great tool if you're like me and you have a lot more ideas than you have time to write them. It's great fodder for when you do have time to reapproach this concept if it keeps popping up in your head, because then you have a great emotional moment that is both internal and external so that you can launch off and write the rest of the story. We have a quick checklist for you. So when you are writing this halfway point, the midpoint reversal, you have an idea of whether or not you've accomplished the things you need in order to continue the story. Number one, it should have started to fulfill the theme-based promises. If your book is a murder mystery, we should be starting to solve the murder at this point. We should have some information at hand. Point number two, readers should understand how the world works, at least on a broad surface level by this point. Sanderson's first rule of magic is an author's ability to solve conflict with magic is directly proportional to how well the reader understands said magic. And at this point, your reader needs to have an understanding equivalent to how involved the magic will be to fulfilling the plot. If the world at all is involved in solving the plot problem, then your reader needs to have an understanding equivalent to how involved it is. The next thing on the checklist is all of your named characters are introduced by this point. In general, you want 98% of them to be named in Act 1. But in Acts 2, especially if the character is traveling, you're going to meet a few more characters. We're going to meet Faramir during Act 2. But by the halfway point, for sure, all of your named interesting characters should exist. Otherwise, you start to threaten the deus ex machina if you go too late. You also need to have a clear idea of the trajectory for the ending. Yes, this applies to Pansers as well. The story is committed to a certain problem and solution halfway through. Because this is the point where your character begins to act and if they don't have an idea of the solution, what actions are they going to take? And this last one is pointed at you after you've reached halfway through your story. You can go back and read the first chapter. You don't get to read it beforehand, and you don't get to edit it until after your draft is done. No touch. Only look. By halfway through, especially if you're a pantser, you have a much better idea of your story. That's why when we talk about writing a really strong opening chapter, you don't write that before you write chapter two. You write that after you finish the book, because then you know the book on a more intimate level. This is such a key point to your story. Don't breeze through this. Don't give it a half effort. Your halfway point is where everything changes. Put some real thought into it and then write selfishly. 
If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.